You're catching up with Beck and Soda right now. But imagine laying poolside in the Hospital Research Foundation Home Lottery's $3.5 million Henley Beach Grand Prize. Ticks at homelottery.com.au. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Good morning. Good morning, South Australia. Good morning, Mark Soderstrom. Uh, g'day, Beck. Hello, everyone. Um, I've got to say, Beck, I'm very, very excited and a little tired mm-hmm. because uh, last night... I was flicking through Netflix. I thought I should go to bed now. At Bit about, of Netflix and yeah, chill. Yeah, chilling with myself. Um, <laughs> at about 8, 8.30 and I thought, oh, I'll just see what's on. I haven't had a look for a while. And then, have you ever watched Drive to Survive? Oh, uh, no. I've heard good things about it. Before you tune out and go, oh, God, look, it's about F1 racing. I drive you... to survive every day, darling. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. I noticed you this morning again. You backed in and out in the car park. And, and still, still on the line. <laughs> you're still parking on the line and you went in and out three times. Yeah, I don't I, get it. I met my neighbour the other day and I just said, I'm so sorry, I can't get off the line. He was like, mm, okay. <laughs> well, Drive to Survive, it is, if you've never seen it yet, they're at the Series 5 on Netflix and it is a documentary behind the scenes of what goes on in F1 racing. Mm. Now, you don't even have to like cars, you don't yeah. even have to like sport because it takes you inside all the machinations and that that take okay. place. Like, for example, the Red Bull team yeah. is owned by or run by a guy, Christian Horner. Guess who his wife is? Ginger Spice. Okay, now so I'm interested. Ginger's getting around on her horses in her estates in England and all this sort of thing. So it's actually quite fascinating. Okay. So I got stuck into that last night and it is, I've got to say, it's a really addictive TV How show. How many eps did you get through? I watched through? a couple last night. Okay. I don't want to burn them all at once because, yeah. you know, then you've got nowhere to go. delayed gratification. But it was really, really exciting. Isn't it sad in your life when those sort of things excite you? Yeah. I saw it and I went, oh God, I can't go to sleep. I've got to watch it now. I've got to watch it now. <laughs> yeah, I started watching with the kids. Um, actually, probably shouldn't have watched it with the kids. But anyway, it's called Col- Kaleidoscope on Netflix. What's that about? And it's about a heist, but you um, can watch, the, as long as you watch the heist last, you can watch the other episodes in whatever order. So Netflix scrambles oh, it right. for you. Um, right. And it was funny because we started watching it and I went, oh, this was out in January. And then Miller said, yeah, it's old. <laughs> I said, no, January's new. So there's no logic to the storyline? Well, it's basically they go five days before the heist, 10 years before the heist, 24 years after oh, the right. heist. Yeah, it's that really good. That sounds interesting. And it doesn't really matter which section you no, watch. No, but you, ha- you have to watch the heist, heist last. First. Oh, you watch last. the heist last. And then all the other pieces, jigsaw pieces make sense. Fall into place. Yeah. Oh, I like that. What's it called? But Co- uh, It's called Kaleidoscope. But I am a bit linear. And you, there is a way you yeah. can Google how to watch it in linear order. Order, which I kind of wanted to do, but then right. I went, no, be crazy. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> let oh, let wow. the universe decide. <laughs> I like that recommendation. Um, how many morses out of five would you give it? Uh, well, I haven't, I've only watched three episodes, but it's, it's a four okay. at the moment. No, I'm happy with that. There no, you go. No, a couple of little, uh, and that's Netflix tips. as well? Yeah. Right, Kaleidoscope and Drive to Survive. Yeah. I don't know how or why we did that at <laughs> four minutes past six in the morning, but at least there's something there for you to have a look at. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Now, Soda, you're relatively new to Instagram. You just have one for your podcast. Look, I do. I don't you really know, know much one. about it. I don't really look after it myself. But, yeah, because we do it through podcasts. Oh, have you got someone to manage your account? Well, the guy that I do the podcasts oh. with, the guy called Jared, a good mate of mine, he sort of looks after that side right. of it. I, look, I'm happy to say I'm a bit oblivious to okay. all social media. So, and I feel peaceful and happy in my yeah. ignorance. So if a thirsty lady slid into your Excuse DMs, me? How, you wouldn't why would know you be so derogatory request? towards our sisterhood and call <laughs> thirsty? What's a thirsty lady? Someone who wants a little bit of soda in their life. <laughs> Some of our callers have been saying that, you know. What? 
that means saying that you're a bit easy on the eye. <laughs> Did you just call one of your sisterhood thirsty ladies? Ladies are thirsty at sometimes. It's not derogatory. Okay. Um, Look, like I said, I don't see sex. No. I just oh, see people. Sure. I don't see anyway, male. I don't see female. So I I am pretty good at checking my DMs. I of course reply, you are. Yeah. <laughs> you spend all day on them. Exactly. I'm pretty attentive. I try and reply. Sometimes I miss them, but most yeah. of them I see. Do you get any thirsty men or women contact you? Well, funny you mentioned well, that. Well, funny you should mention that. <laughs> so I woke up on Sunday morning and yeah. um, someone had sent me a photo, and people will sometimes send me um, like feedback on the show, which I'm interested. That's or great. Mo- most of my the comments are nice. Sometimes I get a nasty one. Keep slipping the DMs to Beck. Can I ask when you said you woke up Sunday morning? First thing is, I do is reach for my phone. You don't, do you? Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Well, um, if if my husband's awake, I'll talk to him first. If not, I will reach for my phone. Is that the first thing you do? Well, what's the first thing you do? Wake up, go to the toilet, maybe go and get a drink. I don't know. Go and uh, cruise yeah. around. It's the first thing Is that I what do. you really do? Mm-hmm. Okay. No judgment. I, I don't think I'm an orphan in that no, no, department. No, I'm just saying. Is that, anyway, does that concern you? Oh, my God. <laughs> let's let's stop down on my habits on a, another day and just let me tell you my story. Okay. <laughs> so I click on a photo yep. from a person I don't know, a mm. man. Oh, hello. Which, yeah. It's and not one of those pigs. In in the top of the photo, there's like a fire pit. I'm like, oh, okay. Because, you know, sometimes people share pictures of like their holidays and stuff. Mm. And then in the in the f- lower part of the um, mm. picture, I'm like, oh, what's he? Oh, he's, is he roasting marshmallow? I've got a marshmallow! What? It was an unsolicited DP. It was not. It was a DP! <sighs> what? And Without was, warning! And he was standing next to an open flame. <laughs> That's dangerous. <laughs> I would have thought sending the pic was dangerous, but also taking it next to an open flame when you've... Why? What? Do you Who know what? Who was the bloke? I don't know. I just quick, I quickly shut it down. Hang on. I deleted it. I, don't, I deleted it straight away. But if that person has sent it to you, you can track down who they are. Just give it to the police. Someone sent you a picture of that. Yeah. Oh, come on. It's also like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I don't know whether you look down and go, hey, I'm looking all right. I don't... It's not attractive to me. It's not... It, it's not a... A sexy on, thing for me on, to no, receive. Exactly, I know so it's gross. A bloke has sent you a pic of his anatomy. Yes. Well, that's. I think that's illegal. That's breaking some sort of It is illegal, sort of but law. I was so grossed out by it, I deleted it, and I can't. So I wouldn't be able to tell you. I wouldn't be able to identify it in a lineup. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I think, anyway, I think a law's been broken. We don't here. want it, no. men. We don't want it. You're not getting Unless one Unless we me. ask for it. Let me tell you We're right now. We're not interested now. in okay. seeing it. Sure. I can, for the record, <laughs> tell you You've that never I will sent one. never ever send you one of those pics oh! for as long as we live. Great. Excellent. I'm glad we've established that pretty obvious boundary. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Super funny. Aussie celebrity. He's come to do the fringe. And his show is called Willuminate. How weird it's Will Anderson at SAFM. Called you a celebrity. Do you get um, bothered for selfies and stuff in the garden when you rock around Adelaide? Or do yeah, all the time. Life? People are like, uh, "Great to see you. Huge fan of yours. How are Alan and Miff? Love Spicks and Specs. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> non-stop. The Adam Hills. Yeah, I limp away and I just say. <laughs> Because I have osteoarthritis in my hips. I don't know what joke you guys were making then, but if you were making another joke, that's on you, not on me. 
It's a very good point. I was about to say something about limping, and I thought that would be horribly inappropriate until you took it beautifully. It so fine. we'll just run with it's that, Will. just me. My uh, osteoarthritis in my hips. That was the joke. <laughs> Mate, it would not be the Garden of Unearthly Delights. It would not be the Adelaide Fringe without you being here. So wonderful to see you, mate. Uh, welcome back to Adelaide. Thank you very much. It was so good to be here. So last week, obviously, heat wave mm. in Adelaide. Yes. Heat wave in Adelaide last week. And I've got to be honest with you, like normally you're in a tent in the gardens, you know, <laughs> during a heat wave. It starts to get windy at night. The tent starts to blow around. This year, I'm in a venue called The Box because oh. it is an actual box. They have oh. built a box and it has air conditioning. Yeah. And oh. I believe that is the reason my crowds were so good last week. <laughs> that is I fantastic. Think, I think there were people who weren't fans of mine who were just coming in for an hour sitting in the cool, putting in their headphones and just drowning me out and relaxing. Don't you remember a couple of years ago, my mum fainted in mm. your tent and I had to carry her out. Yeah. <laughs> really? She, yeah, she did. I mean, look, you know, I, I it's not an Adelaide fringe if I don't kill a couple off, you know? <laughs> That's the thing, so does about having an ABC audience. Natural Causes takes <laughs> us a few of them out over the years. The good thing is they're rusted on yeah. and they're not going anywhere for the ABC listeners, well, but you're right, you're going to lose yeah. some of them along the way. Everyone loses a soldier they're or rust, five. They're rusted on because they can't get to the TV to change the channels and they've got that old TV that you still have to go to the TV to change the channels. It's a very, very good point. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with the old box TV, which would fit very nicely in your box theatre. Um, Will, I've got to ask, now you and I have a very similar love. And it's to the beautiful Footscray Football yes. Club, which nowadays they try Western to call Bulldogs. the Western oh. Bulldogs, yes. which I cannot bring myself to still calling them the Western Bulldogs. You're a Footscray man. I'm a Footscray man and I always will be because yeah. they are a beautiful club. Footscray you know Football Club, FFC. They're battlers. Yeah. And you can love a battler mm. and they don't offend anyone because they very rarely win except for 2016 and 1954. Right. It's rare that uh, FF and C aren't offensive to anybody, but <laughs> they're normally the things that are completely <laughs> offensive to everybody. But here's what I will say. It's true. The Bulldogs used to be everybody's second team and the yep. reason was that people have no bad memories Absolutely. against the Bulldogs. That's oh, yeah. why they're the second team, right? Yes. You hate the teams that have knocked you over <laughs> in important games. In fact, the only people who don't like us now, the Swans. Exactly. The Swans are, like, and that's how, so I want more teams to not like us. Well, the what thing is, is because... Saturday morning footy show? Well, oh. hang on, but they, they won okay, in 1954. Well, who's, right. who's your second team? In, uh, in Adelaide, who is it? Uh, in Adelaide, who's myself? <laughs> Very well done. I appreciate that. I'm going to say the Adelaide Crows because I just think I'm getting more Crows fans than Port fans to my shows. <laughs> and if they do come, I think the Crows fans get the jokes a little more. Than the Port fans. <laughs> don't have get to. Out. I don't have to explain the wordplay to the get Crows fans. Out. I have to slow it down a little for the Port fans. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Where'd you park your car? Be careful. I might steal it. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to go with that one next year. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, why don't you say something about the tarps and then we'll have the trifecta. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, don't be like that. I was just having yeah. a little bit of fun. All Adelaide football fans are welcome at my shows. <laughs> I'm not like, honestly, Adelaide and Port Adelaide fans, you will never tear us apart. So it's fine. <laughs> All right, Will, get out of here. Oh, oh, that Port Adelaide thing really hurt, really didn't cut it? Really deep. Did oh, it really? Yeah. Have a look at that. No, it did, seriously. Yeah. You know what happened? You'll walk out this year and she go, that's it. He's, He's never coming back. It's just unnecessary stereotyping, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Mate, just I'm, really low-hanging You fruit. do understand just... that we barrack for Footscray. <laughs> Footscray are the only people that Port Adelaide look down their noses at. Like Port Adelaide fans won't leave their wallets in the car park at the Wit Noble. That's the other way around. There you go. Port Adelaide are the Adelaide Crows to Footscray's western suburbs. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Amen, bravo. We look at Port Adelaide, we're like, la-di-da. <laughs>
Look at all those teeth. Yeah, exactly. All three of them. Yeah, three. That's three more than your average Bulldog supporter. The show is called Illuminate. Make sure you get in and see Will Anderson. He is in the box in the Garden of Unearthly Delights, mate. Always a pleasure. Love having you here. And you're welcome to Adelaide Now Studio anytime you like. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks for having me. You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. So when you eat out, are you very decisive? Do you look at the menu and go, right, I'll have that, that, that? Or do you kind of call the waiter over and say, Anya, what's what's best? What do you recommend? What what does this one mean? Generally, I've got a fair idea of what I'm after. I'll have a quick look at the menu. And, yeah, the worst thing is now I've got to take my glasses because I can't read menus oh, now. My honey. eyes are getting that bad. Oh. <laughs> and what about when you go to the restaurant and if you haven't got the glasses, you've got to move the – the menu back I don't and know, forward. Dale, 2020 over here. Oh, God, I haven't. But I generally know, but I'll always ask for the specials mm. in case there's a nice little surprise that yeah. I'm not aware of. What and about yourself? And I think yourself? that interaction with the waiter or waitress is nice. It's part of the dining out experience. Absolutely it is. So the other day I was out to dinner and I was watching the couple on the table next to me. I also like to judge other diners. <laughs> of course you do. Because, you know, sometimes they seat you so close to the next table. So mm. I could have reached out and touched this woman on the shoulder. She was so close to me. Sometimes you can almost reach out and turn the kid's iPad off on the other mm. table because the parents are using well, the iPad as a babysitter well, while they're eating. that's what I judge people about. I judge people on their phones at restaurants. So this was a couple yep. and she was not only on her phone, but she was typing stuff into it. I'm like, she's sending an email or a text. Like, how important is what she's typing into the phone? It soon became apparent when the waitress came over, mm. she was typing her order, including her order for her partner, mm. into the notes section what? on her phone. She obviously, um, it was quite a complicated, it was like they had um, like burrata and breads and sides, like there was a whole lot of stuff you could order. It was yeah. So it would have taken, anyway, so when the waitress came over... She, she just did handed not. her mobile phone not. to the waitress and said, the order is on my notes. She and then the waitress copied not. the order down from the phone what? to the notepad. Yeah. And the waitress looked a little bit taken aback. Like, I don't think this had ever happened to her before. But the woman who handed it to her, because I was close and I was eavesdropping, yeah. didn't give her any explanation, didn't say that she had any sort of communication issues. She Come just on. handed it over. What is this? An I, is this a thing now? I guess she just wanted to make sure that the waitress got the order completely right. But I think I thought it was really rude. Well, you're removing human interaction. Exactly. It's like self-serve checkouts. I could understand if there was an issue, perhaps if, um, I don't know. if A language barrier. Or she was deaf. But no, there was clearly clearly no issues. It was just she just wanted to get it right and she couldn't be bothered talking oh, to the waitress. She just handed her phone over. That's obnoxious that it's been. <laughs> so that is disc- <laughs> that is actually disgraceful. You know what that's a call for? You remember Seinfeld? Remember mm. the soup Nazi? Mm. He yeah. just kick him out no, and wouldn't no, serve him? No. I wouldn't serve it. Do you know the worst thing was? We verbally communicated ours. The, the waitress didn't write it down. She kept it in her head. Got the order wrong. <laughs> SAFM's Beck and Soda. Is it right? Is it wrong? Is it right or wrong to sack a member of your bridal party? Uh, We had this registration from Jenna. Hi, Beck and Soda. I need your help. Is it right or wrong to ask my cousin who's a bridesmaid in my wedding to step down um, and maybe just be a guest instead? She's not respecting my wishes. She's making the wedding all about her. Talks about the bridesmaid's dress. She doesn't like the flowers. Um, I confronted her about it, but she's getting defensive. I need help. Oh, can she sack her cousin? Absolutely. Do it on the spot. Go and do it in person too. Okay. 
Mm, of course you can. You can do this, but don't expect there to be a relationship afterwards. Yes, you can sack them, but you're sacking them from your life because the friendship or the relationship will never recover. You can't demote someone to guests. She won't. That cousin, if she's sacked, yeah. won't go to the wedding. Good. Why should she go? Because obviously, clearly, she's been well uncooperative. She yeah. sounds like she's a bit of a biatch because she's whinging about dresses. Yeah. Why can't you sack them? Yeah. People have to be accountable for their behaviour. I don't know. Don't I feel they? like. What? You should be more careful in your selection process. Why? In the first place. Having because said that, I've lost contact cousins, with Hang on, the cousins walked over her. Yeah, okay. What are you I saying? Guess it's, well, it's, it's, her, it's her day. Of course You're it is. You're swaying my opinion Did a bit. Did you say that you've lost contact with who? Uh, one of my brothers. Not, not, we're not not friends. Yes. We're, we didn't have a falling out. We've just drifted. Right. Yeah. Right. What about okay. you? You're, you? Well, you've... you've yeah, so what? Uh, I'm actually friends with my groomsmen. Absolutely, you still are. Yeah, of course I am. Okay. They're my mates. I had a friend. I had a, a friend who was sacked um, because she got pregnant, and the bride didn't want a pregnant woman in the photos. Border, really? True story. What do you mean she didn't? It want... happens a Hang lot. On. If this bridesmaid is her friend, yeah, because she's going to be pregnant. She yep. didn't want a picture yep. of her standing next to her. Yep, she didn't. Oh, she didn't want to have to accommodate the dress. Well, tell your friend, right, that she's clearly not a real friend. Yeah, Who uh, cares we if had someone on pregnant? Facebook. Same thing happened. I got told I couldn't be in the wedding as I was going through IVF, and the bride didn't want me to be a pregnant matron of honor, so she was not even asked to be oh, in, in the first place. Come on, that's pathetic. Yeah, that is actually pathetic. Yeah, I know, but How it happens. Can you be it's like turning around saying, well, someone, you can't be in my bridal party because you're so good looking, people will look at you in the picture instead of me. <laughs> I mean, for God's sake, what All are we right, dealing with here? 1060, Adelaide, is it right or wrong to sack your bridal party? Did you do the sacking or perhaps you were sacked? Well, even the groomsmen. Like, let's not just hold it off to the, yeah. the girls here. Any groomsmen that have been given the bullet. All right. Or walked away for a particular reason. Ooh. Right or wrong to sack someone in your wedding party. Ooh, we're gonna Absolutely, get it's right. Ones. If you're a peanut, you don't belong in there. Is it right? Is it wrong? Right, right or wrong to sack someone from the wedding party. Right? Mm. There's obviously people that have been uncooperative back in this scenario. And let's be honest, I think... For the weddings, it gets pumped up to be the biggest, greatest day of your life. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? It's one particular day. You go and spend tens of thousands of dollars, get absolutely ripped off. People start getting antsy and worried about the fact that someone's not doing what they should be doing. It's one day, for God's sake. Yeah. Seriously. What about this one? We've had to... The producers here uh, have blanked out this person's name. This is on our Facebook. I got dumped from the wedding party after I slept with the bride's mum from the hen's night. Boom. <laughs> What about that? I don't know who that bloke is, but clearly he's um, could, been watching American Pie and could, he's running to Stifler's mum. Could be a woman. Well, it could, it could we be. We Yeah, if she slept with the bride's mum, that's up to it. Well, that, that would generally get you kicked out. <laughs> I reckon that's ideal. fair enough. That's okay. Not right or wrong to sack someone from your bridal party, Nicole in Windvale. Hi, guys. Well, I can't top sleeping with the bride's <laughs> mum, but... No. I was the sucker, um, so absolutely right in my books. Um, and to top it off, it was actually my cousin. So Ooh. yeah, had a very awkward conversation after she did chat right. towards the wedding planning. Um, I tried to organise dress fitting. Yep. She was never available. 
tried to come to my dress fitting. Yep. She had no interest whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just got jack of it. So they had a conversation saying, maybe it's best that you come as a guest rather than be my bridesmaid. Did she still come? Um, she did. Oh, well, um, give her credit. But, but after that, we drifted apart and right. I don't speak to her these yeah. days. No, fair enough. I, I do give her credit for turning up, though. Given yeah, the, yeah, but I do safe. think but it's hard to recover yeah. from Nicole, were you yeah. tight? Do you regret actually asking her in the first place? Um, to be honest, I do. Um, yeah. Because when I asked her, we were just engaged and mm. then we were wedding planning over the next couple of years. So mm. our relationship had started to sort of yeah. change mm. in that two years too. Um, and yep. yeah, by the time it sort of came around, I was just very... Um, felt obliged, but okay. yeah, that was the, the the topping on the cake when she just yep. didn't want to be a bar of it. Rosanna so from Underdale, yeah. uh, right or wrong to sack someone from your bridal party? Completely wrong. I was the person sacked. So oh, Rosanna, why? Um, I just got my full-time job in my chosen career and was pretty happy about it because mm-hmm. it was what I always wanted. And um, she sent me this massive email about, oh, you're not committed to me. You're not committed to the wedding. Um, we need someone that's way more committed and you're just not showing the sort of commitment. Ooh. Did the hens night, did everything. And then poor sucker on the night that I went to the wedding yeah. and the poor girl that was replacing me. Yeah. Kind of jokes on her sort of thing. Um, didn't fit into my dress. Uh, well, Rosanna, to me, it sounds like you dodged a bullet. Mm. And it Good sounds like you've you. got your hands full with the cute little baby. How cool, how cool those little baby you sounds cl- in the oh background. God, you're clucky. Uh, no, I'm not clucky. I you just are love clucky. them. You I love are... hearing a baby laugh or hearing baby sounds. Clucky. Imagine mm. Portland can right or wrong to sack a member of your bridal party. Absolutely okay. Yeah. Oh, what happened? <laughs> um... So my the groom at the time was working away and mm-hmm. the person I'd had chosen to be my bridesmaid mm-hmm. wouldn't come around and visit me when he was away. Uh-huh. And I thought, all contact stopped. Yeah. Then when he would come back, she was always there. Oh, hang on. Giggling and flirting and laughing and yeah. touchy-feely, that sort of stuff. <sighs> and after a while, I was picking it up, and I thought, mm, yeah, she's up to no good. And so I went around to confront her yes. about it, and <laughs> mum wouldn't let me speak to her. And, um, yeah, I, her mum goes, oh, so is she still in the wedding? I said, absolutely not. Right, so Amanda, was she having an affair with your groom? No, she wasn't, but I think she was, she was angling, trying to. Angling, angling, angling. Right. Good on you. Well, okay. I'd sack her too. That's, uh, that's probably a Absolutely. sackable offence, I would say. Mm. Okay, the final word goes to Gwen in Plimpton. Mm. Right or wrong to sack a member of your bridal party? It's really wrong. Um, I was sacked mm. as a maid of honour, mm. um, and I didn't wasn't even told by the bride. Um, another bridesmaid in the wedding came to my house yeah. and said that, she had been asked to be the maid of honour um, and she wanted to give me the heads up because she thought it was really wrong. And, um, yeah, I was sacked because I hadn't lost any weight and I was <gasps> what? there next to the bride. Hang on. No. When she put, what, a limit on what you could weigh to be in her bridal party? Yeah, I just was 
not, I was too fat to be in this wedding. Oh, when? Did, had she asked you to lose weight? No. But the bridesmaid, other bridesmaid told you that was the reason? Um, she, the bride told me the reason because I confronted her about oh, it because we had worn our dresses. Wow. Um, and then I'm still, to, this was back in 2011 and yep. still to this day, I'm really good friends with the, the other bridesmaid that got kicked out as mm. well for telling me. Oh, then she kicked the other one out. Well, Gwen, you're better off without that woman. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely no doubt. Yeah. That's horrific. That's horrible, Gwen. Thank you, Gwen. Yeah, see, see what happens when people go to get married? They all go nuts. They go crazy. <laughs> yeah. well, it's I just want... a little precursor to life afterwards. <laughs> this is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Oh, my gosh. Look at these trending topics. A 50-year-old man, Jeff Reitz, has broken the world record for the most consecutive visits to Disneyland. He went since 2012. Mm. He has been 2,995 days in a row. He would have got to 3,000, but the pandemic stopped him. Can you imagine going to Disneyland every day for... Almost 2,995 days. days. How many years is that? Well, if it's it, almost 10 years, isn't it? Well, 2,995 divided by 365 equals eight. over eight years, eight years. He went to Disneyland every single day. Every Come day. On. He's 50. I'm sure there'd be a police watch on him. How, no, how beautiful. The happiest place what? in the world. He knew all the all the actors in the costumes. Of course I mean, he oh, did. Sorry, spoiler alert. They're not, it's not, Mickey's not the real. He went there for eight years. Every single day. Three months and 13 days. There you go. Why did he start going there? He uh, he lost his job right. and he just wanted a bit of purpose in his life. And, and started hanging around theme started parks. Hanging and it became part of his daily routine to get up and go to Disneyland to cheer himself up. What well, a beautiful right. thing to do. What do, you, what do you mean it's not right? Well, it's not. Well, it's, you've got a 50-year-old bloke, or he's 42 at that point, lurking around Disneyland every lurking. day. <laughs> Seriously. It's not lurking. It's going to a beautiful, happy place with, like, popcorn and... Yeah, when you're 10. <laughs> the bloke's... He started at 42 till he's 50, went to Disneyland every day. That's actually not quite it's, right. It, if, if you had to choose a place to go every single day for the rest of your life, where would yeah. you go? Um, that's a very, very good question. I haven't given it any thought whatsoever. Mm. Um, well, I feel like I go... During footy season, I go to the Adelaide Oval nearly every day. Not, yeah. Um, I don't know. Where would you go? Well, I have given it some thought. Oh, no doubt. Hence the question. <laughs> I would go, it would be a beach club. So there'd be the beach because I love the beach, but it would there would be someone who could serve me cocktails on demand and there mm. would be, and my children would be there because yeah. I'm not a monster. And there would be water. Would they be in a special children's section they would away from be you? sectioned away. <laughs> they, probably... no, there would be water sports for them. So they would be happy. Right, you go to a beach club every day for your life. Yes. That's, look how happy you look with that oh, answer. God, I'm there. Is I've that what you prepared? Myself there. That's what you've been thinking about. I don't know about. what country it's in. Maybe it's the Mosley Beach Club, but it's not hot all year round. Yeah. But I don't know. Oh, that fa- would make me very happy. Fascinating insight. I know. Um, speaking of world records, mm. I believe soda. Mm. Um, just reading off the piece of paper that you've just slid over to me. I have not um, slid soda, anything. Soda, you have a world record. Tell us about it. Don't make that up. No, I did. I, I did. I did. I was in the Guinness Book of World Records because, well, you know, the Garden of Unearthly Delights at the moment. The people yes. are in there. If you if you're in there over the next few days, have a look at that uh, old Ferris wheel in there. It's something like ninety years old. That old mm. rickety thing. I sat on that Ferris wheel in the garden a few years ago for. 52 hours and three minutes consecutively without sleep and broke a Guinness World Record. 
And raised money for a charity. We did. We raised about $240,000 for the Flinders Foundation for their cancer wellness centre. But yeah, so like, what's this bloke? Jeff writes, um, mm. I wasn't hanging around children for oh, eight days. stop it. I was actually on the Ferris How wheel. How on earth did you stay awake? My eyes were just involuntarily. Um, do you know what it's like? And think for anyone that's been awake for a long time, after about the first 24 hours, it felt the same. So yeah. do you know when you, if you've ever had, you, when you're younger, you have an all-nighter, yeah. you know, and you don't end up sleeping for a day. You know that really tired, groggy, gri- yep. jet laggy. It didn't get any worse after about 24 oh hours. So from 24 hours to 52 hours, it just felt the same, like the hell of sitting there going, oh my God. That's ridiculous. Um, but you know, the worst thing was, we were in this old rickety thing, right? Yeah. And then about four or five months later, it got broken by a guy in like Florida. He was in, you know, the London Eye, how they have those yeah. pods? He did his. So the, the record was the longest amount of time on a fairground attraction. Yeah. So okay. no one in the world had ever done the 52 hours, yeah. right? So the 52 hours, three minutes. Then we get this call. This bloke did his on like a London Eye pod. So he had a bed in there and he had women massaging him oh. and everything going through it. And he actually broke the record. Oh, he probably yeah. still has it. Yeah. Let's do it again. Do you know what? The garden's there. I should go and hop on it. <laughs> I should go and have a crack at his record. Don't. Your record with rides at the moment this year is not great. Exactly. Yeah, You'll that's be very sick true. Again. Well, I spewed up popcorn I... on the Matterhorn the other day. No. I don't reckon the Ferris wheel's no, right. got its name on it anymore okay. for me. You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. This is Breaking News. Mm. <laughs> right now with Rebecca Morse. Um, what okay. voice is that? I, yeah. Your voice. I quite <laughs> no. like the fact that you have different voices. It's like different people. You were talking before about you, you reckon you've dumbed your brain down. So you're now SAFM Beck, and you used to be ABC oh. Beck when you were a, a high-ranking award-winning journalist. Mm. So we're, now we're going to take you back to your journalism okay. mind. So quickly wipe your face clean and go bang. All right. Now All right. I'm serious news right back. All right, again. here we go. Nikki from Power Hills. Good morning, Nick. Morning. Um, Nick, I'm, I'm fascinated. I'm discovering that there's an SAFM Beck and an ABC Beck. <laughs> <laughs> do you have kids, Nikki? I do. I've actually got two in the back. One woke up at 3.30 in the morning. <gasps> oh, so I understand that 100%. Don't you feel less smart since having kids? Oh, yes, you do. Yes. <laughs> Rightio. Well, we're playing, um, what's this go? Breaking tunes with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. ABC Beck and SFM Beck. (laughs) Nikki, all right, stand by. You're nearly ready to go. Rose from Hazelwood Park. G'day, Rose. Good morning. How are you going? All right? Yeah, I'm driving my son to footy training. Oh, my God. He has footy training this time. Yeah, 6.40. What's he doing? What age? Uh, He is 16. Right. And what have they got, like a junior squad or something? Yeah, they've got, uh, oh. yeah, they've started pre-season training. Rose, you start talking sport oh, and we lose Which club, soda. Rose? <laughs> which, which club's he at? Uh, he's he, he's um, at the school, school uh, sport. Good on so him. Oh. I love the fact that he's up early getting fit and healthy. Okay, Rose, here we go. Nikki V. Rose, obviously your name's here, buzzers. Rebecca Morse, uh, the journalist, yes. go your And Sam Smith tickets on the line. Okay. Here we go. You know, she played the fiddle in an Irish band. But she fell in love with an English man. Oh, Nikki. Yeah, Rose, Nikki. What do you reckon? Ed, Nikki. Ed Sheeran. Yeah, what's the song? Uh, oh, I don't know the name of the song. All oh, right. Rose, Rose. Rose, <laughs> name of the song? Galway Girls. Ed Sheeran. Right, Rose, 1 0. Okay, Nick, you need this to stay alive. All right. In this world, it's just us. You know, it's not the same as it was. Oh. In this world, it's just us. You know, it's not the same. Rose. <laughs> okay, Rose, this is for the win. Who is it? 
as it was. And who sings it? Harry Styles. Burns. Ah, welcome. Uh, Rose, congratulations. Hey, Nikki, and, and lovely sport you were, Nikki, because I heard you say well done to Rose. Yeah. Thank oh, you so lovely. much for playing, yeah, Nikki. congratulations, mate. There you go. Good on well you, Nick. Done. Rose, you're a star. You are off to go and see Sam Smith. Smith, Sam Smith. I was Yahoo! trying to work out whether you're going to Sam Smith, Ed Sheeran, or <laughs> Harry Styles. We have so, so many prizes. <laughs> SAFM's Beck and Soda. Up to speed with what you need to know, it's The Soda Stream. Yeah, we went for the Riverland last Monday night. It was a fantastic night, and thank you to everyone at Renmark and the surrounding areas that welcomed us with open arms as we took the Guard of Unearthly Delights up there. Some really good news for the Riverland. Um, now, Beck, remember the travel voucher system that we saw over the past couple of years to really encourage people to get out and visit South Australia? Yeah, absolutely. Huge success. Well, there is a Riverland one now, which right. is absolutely brilliant. It's part of our Rise Up for our River Marketing campaign. Okay. We want to get everyone up there as much as possible. So essentially, what that means is there are three rounds of vouchers that are coming up. Now, mm-hmm. these vouchers range... From a $50 voucher to a $100 voucher to $200 mm-hmm. and even up to $750. And they're going to be released yeah. during the year. Get these dates into your diary, mm. right? Registration opens March 27 until March 29. Right. Two days to get in the ballot. Absolutely. Mm. Now, the first registrations obviously are going to be for the $50 vouchers. Mm. So they're things you can use them for your winery visits, mm. uh, maybe a bit of river sightseeing. Yep. Um, we snuck up on the way to Renmark. In Renmark, there is the 23rd Street Distillery. Oh my gosh, never met a gin bar I didn't like. I've got to say, it was awesome. Food was brilliant. So you can use them for that. There's $100 vouchers that can be used for accommodation, yep. which is brilliant. And then uh, the second and third round of vouchers, which will be later in the year, up to $750 the voucher. You can use it for houseboats, guided oh. tours, and so forth, which is brilliant. And they can be used, those ones, during winter and spring, so a little bit later in the year. How good is a houseboat holiday? Do you know why I've never stayed on a houseboat in my life? Oh, it's great. Is you it can cool? kayak mm. off the back. Yeah. You wake up on the river. It's a beautiful thing yeah. to do. I reckon. We should do a, a team houseboat trip. Let's, let's go in the ballot. You want to check Yeah, your look, diary? I've got stuff on, and <laughs> yeah. I do have a life outside of that than actually having to go with my work colleagues on a houseboat, but I do like the idea. I'd like to take my friends instead. We Would need that be okay? splash. Where's soda? He's swimming back to Renmark. <laughs> He's just letting the current take him the down. The river's long, isn't it? If I hop in at Renmark, will I drift to Wakery or will I end up the other way? No, no, you'll drift. You'll, will I end up? You'll head to the mouth. Yeah, okay. Eventually, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. that's a good idea. Um, Take look, your chances. <laughs> I, I really love this idea. Breakfast is ready. Soda? <laughs> this is part of a $4.6 million uh, river recovery plan. Yeah. So, look, if you get the opportunity, get up there. It is absolutely brilliant. I've got to say, I'm guilty of not spending a lot of time in the I've been up there a few times, but yeah. I've never really spent a lot of time at the river. It was a bit like, you know, when KI, when mm. they had the bushfires and yeah. so forth. I had not been to KI in my life, and I've been living Hadn't here for 30 you? years. Never been. Until a couple of Never been. You've still what? never been? Never been. Really? John Bleeby, hand in your South Australian. I know. Have you not car? been to KI? Go to the Riverland a lot, Southeast, yep. Peninsulas. <sighs> never been to KI. I, I went over to KI, and we had the best time. Those beaches mm. are. The I best. loved it. Same thing with the Riverland. I'm going to really start to get into this and get up there and have a look. Mm. So you've got your school holidays, yep. you've got Easter, you've got so much to look forward to. So cool. make sure March 27. Yeah. 
is when the registration opens, stick your name in because you could be lucky in the ballot and get the chance to go up and visit our and friends And if you don't win, head up there anyway. Yeah. You've got to be I in it to win I personally about to drink more Riverland wine. Mm. That's my right I I'd just like to go and take the kids up and just explore the oh, waters yeah. and that see too. what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> this is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Oh, Beck, I've had a big four or five days because my mum, Nana Betty, has been in the state. She lives over in Victoria. Oh, mm. You know, the interesting thing too, though, she's uh, been house hunting over here because she said, I think it's time for a move. Yeah, right? the water's warm here, Betty. Absolutely. She's very keen. She's spent a whole life in Melbourne, but said, I reckon now's the time because I'm here, my sister's here, all the grandkids mm. are here, bar one of the elder grandkids who's in Melbourne. Also, best state in the world. No doubt about yeah, that. Also that. No doubt about that, Nana Betty. But the thing that happens when my mum comes here, besides, uh, look, she sort of stays at my house and then she stays at uh, my sister's house mm. and just sort of moves around a little bit. Occasionally, if she gets on both of our nerves, we put her in a hotel for a night or two just to give ourselves a little reprieve, which I have done before. Last time she was here, I actually said, right after a couple of days, I said to my sister, hey, what do you reckon, Nana Betty, for a visit? And she goes, I've already had her for two days. And I went, right. So I rang the Hilton Hotel and said, please, can we put her in a suite for two nights just, just to pamper her? Oh, to pamper her. Oh, oh yeah. so you sold it as a pamper. Yeah, we sold it as a pamper. <laughs> oh, it was absolutely, no, we need to get our sanity back. Absolutely, 100%. And good morning, Nana Betty, if you are listening. Um, but this is the one part. This is one of the great parts of having your mum visit. She's been cooking up a oh, storm. Oh, mum's cooking is the now, best. I mean, the, unfortunately, my kids never say that. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. Yeah. The legacy will not be handed down. <laughs> um, did you think about it? Did your mum have a real signature dish when you're growing up? Because my fridge now mm. is full of a bunch of the signature dishes. Her main one is the lasagna. Oh, and it's yeah. the lasagna with those Lego curly oh, lasagna curly. sheets. Yeah, why do they taste better, those Yeah, you know, the little crinkly the sort of ones? Yes. Very low on the bechamel sauce, uh, very heavy on the mints. Okay. Um, and a fair bit of cheese on the top, but a very nice lasagna. The recipe has not changed in 30 odd years. See, a lasagna is very labour intensive. You've got to do the true. layers and That's the. a good point. Yeah. Um, the other one that she's done for many, many years since we were kids is the chow min. Now, I'm not sure. <laughs> she what... would have thought that was hella exotic back in the day. <laughs> Mate, when we were kids, I think the only, I reckon about the only takeaway you got was uh, Mackie D's or <laughs> some chow min, a bit of Chinese. <laughs> so. Bit of lemon chicken. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sunday night was McDonald's yeah. and one other night of the week was your, uh, your, was your lemon chicken or your chow mein. So she's made some chow mein, which is awesome. But Beck, there is a new signature dish in the repertoire. Stop I it. didn't know. She's now created a chicken enchilada. Oh, she's branched out. No, I think she just went to uh, the supermarket and found the old El Paso section <laughs> and she's created the chicken enchilada. But I've got to say, I've eaten chicken enchiladas for three nights in a row. <laughs> very, very nice indeed. What was your mum's um, go-to? Well, b- before I stopped eating meat, it was tuna mornay oh, yes. and rissoles. <laughs> rissoles? Rissoles. I think I'm and on the castle. And some mashed potatoes. Yeah. But how did she make them? What do you call them, love? Oh, yeah, just rissoles. And did the rissole... With like an onion oh, onion yes. kind of gravy. <laughs> what held them together? What held the rissole together? No, I don't hey? know. Isn't it funny that we never called them hamburger patties no, or hamburgers back then? Rissoles. We called them rissoles. Because <laughs> they weren't flat. They were no, sort they were of, kind of yeah, round, almost like round. a meatball. Yeah, I yeah, actually yeah. haven't heard the term rissole for about 10 years. <laughs> Yeah. Beck's mum's Rissoles. <laughs> oh, Anne's Rissoles, then stop trying. Yeah. Um, righto, 131060. We're going to wind the clock back again here. I'm feeling very nostalgic because I've had my mum in <laughs> town the last few days. What was the signature dish? What did you get fed? 
stuffed down the gob night after night or at least once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. What was it that mum oh. used to put together? Was it your meat and two? Mm. Uh, no, meat and three. I just had another flashback. Mm. My mum used to make this, so white rice, cube chuck steak. Like it was so tough. Oh. You could not bite into it. Um, a tin of peeled tomatoes and the onions all mixed together. Oh, and that's a, like a casserole. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but I reckon I've eaten it thousands and thousands of times in my life. I just It just come flooding back to me as we were talking Betty's about it. Betty's surprise. <laughs> okay, Anne-Marie in Torrance Park, what was mum's, because let's be honest, it was mum's, we're doing the cooking, what was mum's specialty back in the day? Well, look, what you just said sounds a bit fancy. For us, you know, you've got to remember, interest rates were like 17% back then. Yes. So, we were having the, uh, remember the thick ham steaks that you would fry? Oh, yes. Um, yes. And like the pineapple rings that you would fry oh. and that would be like the treat that would go with it. And Marie, they were the golden circle little tins, weren't they? And you have the ring yes. on it. And then we used to do that and we'd have a rush to see you could drink the juice out of the can. <laughs> What a time to be alive. Um, so fatty, I remember. Oh, Salty. Do you Salty know and fatty. Um, it's your, Anne-Marie, could you, buy, could you buy them as individual steaks or was it like a roll that was sliced up that your mum used to do? No, it was individual steaks, I'm sure of it. Right, how often? I'm, I, I'm, I, twice a week. I don't even know if you can still buy them now. Twice a week. If I served up the same meal twice a week, my kids are going, oh, we just had that on Tuesday. Really? Yes. You're kidding me. Yes. Um, Anne-Marie, thank you so much. We were definitely a uh, ham steak yeah. in the Golden Circle Pineapple mm. family with the little rings on the top. Mm. I made halloumi burgers last night in a brioche bun. It was amazing. What? Yes. Said no mother on the planet? <laughs> you, what? They were such a hit. Well, and what good. condiments do you add to a halloumi burger with a brioche bun? Um, <laughs> a mustard and mayonnaise. Oh, my God. <laughs> they loved it. 131060, <laughs> give us a call. What was the go-to dish that you were regularly fed as a kid? Mm. Every mum had the special. Every right. mum had the staple. Give us a call. 131060, back in soda on SAFM. Did you say halloumi burger in a brioche bun? <laughs> Tiana and Aldinga Beach, what was mum's go-to? Hey, guys. Uh... We oh. lost you, Tiana. Are you still there? That's in a can. Oh, hang on. We oh. just lost you. Tell us again, Tiana. We've lost you. Right. Oh. Sorry, Tiana. Sorry. I think she was saying here the Campbell's bolognese sauce in a can. Oh, yeah, in the red and white can. It was just like mince in a can. Tip it straight onto the pasta. Yeah. Mm. How good's that? How simple. Talk Imagine how quickly you could prepare dinner. Two yeah. ingredients. Yeah. Karen in Rosewater, what was mum's go-to? Hey, guys. Uh, my mum makes, still makes tuna patties, which are fantastic, but she serves them with peas, frozen peas, and then a salad as well. So maybe she wanted us to eat all our greens at the same time. Oh, that's oh. good. And Karen, how often would you have that, the old tuna patties? At, at every week, every single week. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. Nothing wrong with your old tuna patties. I like peas. I know most kids don't like peas, but I, I peas like are fine. Pea. Yeah, but you put a bit of mint on them. A bit of oh, a bit of mint jelly. Nice. Yeah, there you go. Nothing mm. wrong with your peas. Mm. Um, what about this one? Uh, oh, Narell has said they had the Monday night roast lamb roast for twenty years in a row every Monday night. I've heard of a Sunday roast, but a Monday night Monday night, night roast. roast. That's a lot yeah, of work to put on a Monday night. Create a family night. Make it so Monday night. What happens when mums didn't work? <laughs> Don't worry about you know, Taco Tuesday. Time to make <laughs> lamb roast Monday. You'd even skip a date with Tom Cruise to get there, wouldn't Fish and chip Friday, taco, yeah. taco Tuesday. Oh, oh, here we go. Look at this one. Tanya in Strathalbyn, what do you got for us? What did you have? Uh, morning, guys. We got 
fried bung frites oh, with fried vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tanya, that's horrible. No. <laughs> well, we didn't know any better, and they were cut into flowers. So as girls, we went, oh, isn't that pretty? <laughs> what? Oh, Tanya, this is awesome. So your mum would actually go to the trouble of turning the frites into that sort of shape. Yeah, well, you sort of cut the edges as it curls up to cook, so then it becomes like, oh. a, I guess, like a daisy flower, and we're like, no worries. <laughs> Oh, that, it, <laughs> and I love leftover vegetables, not the not yeah. the original serve. <laughs> and and the veggies would be fried. Mm. Yes, with the fruits. So I guess it all tasted the oh. same. <laughs> oh, Tanya, this is brilliant. And this was what a uh, weekly staple. Uh pretty much weekly. Brilliant. Mm. Fried fritz. Yeah. There you go. I am hungry. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go to the ham steak with pineapple and some fried, fried fritz. SAFM's Beck and Soda, a new way to wake up. Get SAFM's Beck and Soda anywhere, anytime on the free listener app, SAFM.